Is this thing on? <laughs> oh, why can't why aren't my buttons working? There we go. Yeah, yeah. but I didn't want that. I want it. Because <laughs> we're so funny. We Truly. are funny, actually. Truly. You, you know, hi, everybody. It's Terror and Tacos. Woo! Christy and Michael. Michael. And we eat tacos and talk about terror. Yeah, we just we just ate tacos. Yeah, that, we just did. That you made. That were delicious. I hope they were, man. Like, I was like, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to get up and make them. I thought, should I just make them or should I go buy them? Because, you know, Tacos y Mas is right around the corner. And Whole Foods in a pinch has good breakfast tacos. Oh, yeah, tacos. yeah. But I was like, oh, I'll make them because my son's in town and... I cook for him when he's here, but I just, we're still on this chorizo thing, Michael. Yeah, well, thank God. <laughs> on, we're on this chorizo thread, Uh huh. and I, I can't quite get it like my mom got Yeah, that's what you said. I, you know. I, I even messaged my sisters. Real, that's awesome. I well, did. It was delicious. Uh, I have said before, one, thank you for making me a taco. I don't know what it is, but chorizo, it's Saturday I mean, morning-ish, right. right? It's around noon or whatever. Um, for me, it's morning. I woke up very late today. I don't know why chorizo in a breakfast taco, it just, it makes it, it makes everything okay. It makes everything okay. Does it remind you of Austin? It does actually remind me of Austin. Breakfast tacos in general remind me of Austin. Mm-hmm. I think that's when I really started when I lived down there to get into them. Yeah. Um, and we would, you know, even wake up early Back, back before uh, Torchies became what it is now, it was just an Airstream trailer in yeah, Austin. on South Congress, right? Yeah, and you would, we would wake up early for us back when we were young uh, in our, on Saturday, and you would just go stand in line sometimes for well over an hour just to get a, mm-hmm. a breakfast taco. Um, and they had like, they had a chorizo breakfast taco and I think one other one without meat. And like, that was it. Uh, but it was delicious. And I, I have not had, I never had your mother's tacos. So uh, yours was <laughs> incredible. Um, yeah, I, I woke up and I was like, I'm going to make them. And I texted my sister and I said, what? do you like your chorizo? Like, do you like it when it's just done or do you like it toasty? And she was like, I like it toasty, but I've never been able to get it like mom's and this is how I do it. And I'm like, yeah, I do that too. And, and she was like, it's also the brand of chorizo that you buy. So it's gotta be that too. Right. And some other ingredient or some some other secret thing that you'll never know. Yeah. Some other secret thing that I'll, I'll never know. There's one thing that my sister did say, she was like, mom, you know, mom just put more oil in it. Like mom used olive oil Ah. and fried it in olive oil. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know that. So I tried that. I don't know. Well, it was delicious. Well, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, like I said, we're here. It's a Saturday. It's, it's a Saturday. It's different. Spring is, has arrived. Spring has sprung, even though like the sun is out and it's still freaking cold. Yeah. For me, it is anyway. And then, I mean, I never know when uh, it's going to be cold or not. Well, and then like it'll be 80 something degrees and then it'll be 40 because that's the way it is here. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even like, it doesn't even shift like, oh, the sun's going down. Now it's 40. It's like you can wake up and it's 75 degrees and then an hour later yeah. in the middle of the morning it's with just, the sun up, it's, you know, oh yeah. 50. It makes no sense. Um, None at all. But we're here. We had talked about, we were like, oh, we might talk about Twin Peaks or some TV pilots or something. But then, uh, what, God, what is today? It was a week ago. A week ago. Yeah, we got together just to hang out. for. It was St. Patrick's Day. That's right. But we were not like we partying not gonna, for St. Patrick's no, Day. No way. No way. We're old. Because um, we celebrate St. 
Gertrude's. Yes, the, the patron saint of, of cats. Of Catholic witches. She has been overlooked She's for been too overlooked. long. I say bring back the snakes. Yes. And bring back St. Gertrude. Yeah, come on, y'all. Yeah. Just because you can dye the river green, who cares? Who cares? Um, yes. <laughs> Someone posted on, because I, I will, I've done this now for a few years, where I will be like, I'm not going to celebrate St. Patrick's, and I will post a picture of St. Gertrude and be like, bring back the snakes, St. Gertrude, yeah. patron saint of Catholic witches. Yeah, she's rad. And then someone posted, someone commented, was like, did you know that the snakes were metaphorical? And I'm like, no, I didn't. I thought, <sighs> I thought he drove out r- real snakes. Oh, man. I, Come on. I thought that he drove out all the real snakes. I didn't know. Right. I didn't know that the snakes were referring to like the old religion. Right. I had no idea no, about so that. So the dragon that St. George killed. It's a metaphorical. Was that a metaphorical, it's a metaphorical dragon? No, it's an actual dragon. Wolf. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. <laughs> So, speaking of Ireland, yeah, on St. Patrick's Day, you had, we were hanging out. You and John came over. We had pizza. We had delicious pie. We had delicious man. Pie. That pie was legit. Oh, it was really good. It was key lime and chocolate. Yeah, y'all, we love food. Yeah, that's it. Come on. Um, <laughs> but you were like, hey, let's watch an Irish horror movie right. in honor of St. Patrick, right? And we were going to watch Wakewood, Wakewood, which is one of my favorite folk horrors that I'm I I am. Going to get you to watch yes, it. Yes, I will. I want to watch it. Yeah. But then John. Damn him. Damn him. He said, hey, we should watch the trailer for this movie called Let the Wrong One In. Right. Which you and I both love Let the Right One In. Yeah. And we're like, The great. original one, not yeah. the American one. Correct. And uh, we watched the trailer. It looked super funny. We were a- like, all right. Aspen was much more in the mood for a horror comedy mm-hmm. than a you know real a i shouldn't say real that's not what i mean but like an actual scary movie and so we watched tw- what is it 2021 yeah let the wrong one in and i am so I'm glad so happy we, we did. did yeah i'm so happy we did uh <laughs> okay so for those of you that know what let the right one in is or who don't know actually it's a little you know what breakdown of it it's two little kids yeah it's a swedish it's a swedish vampire story about two little kids and yeah. one of them's a vampire yeah and it's lovely it's it's scary oh yeah it's, and i mean it's a beautiful but it's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful it's a movie beautiful movie and it is scary absolutely and 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 she is she's a little kid but she's a vampire and and sort of and she's been around for a long time um and the whole catch is she has to have a human being in her life to kind of do some of the dirty work for her. Yeah. Because of all the, you know, the, all the rules of vampirism. All the rules of vampirism. And she's a little kid. Right. Yeah. Yes. And she's a little, yeah. So she can't even sort of move in and out of society in the way that like an older looking vampire yeah, like could. Like a Dracula could. Like a Dracula. <laughs> um, not to eat, not a Frankenstein. Not a Frankenstein, a Dracula. Uh, but it's it's great. It's a that's why it's I love about it. Friendship. Yeah, it's I love it, and and it is scary at times, and then also just like really heartwarming, heartwarming, yeah, heartbreaking, touching, and yeah, and Scandinavian. Uh, yeah, this is not that. No, this is an <laughs> Irish movie. Uh huh. Um, about <clears throat> two brothers. Yeah, two Deco, <laughs> Deco, and um, what's the other one's name? Matt. Matt. Okay, but even though it was very hilarious yes. and ridiculous uh-huh. about vampires, you know, yeah, someone did point out to me that that part of Ireland does have a problem with 
um, a, like yeah. drug addiction. Oh yeah, Aspen was talking about that. Right, right, right. Yeah, like it has. I mean, I know everywhere does, but it specifically in like one area of Dublin, I guess this uh-huh. has been an ongoing thing. Yeah, and so um, amidst this like wacky, low budget, gory as fuck horror comedy right is this really touch i thought touching story about a little brother younger brother who's i think probably in his early 20s whose older brother was and is a a drug addict yeah and has been kicked out of the house right and where we start so i guess we should we should start at the beginning yeah um so this is first i was gonna say it's directed by Connor McCann. Oh, it's like the most, every Irish name we, we we come across is like the most Irish. I love Irish names. Oh, yeah. Because they're so Irish. They're so Irish. And I looked up the guy, so Matt is played by a guy named Carl Rice. And then Deco, and I had to look this up, is played by a man named Owen Duffy. And mm-hmm. the reason I had to look it up is because Owen is spelled E-O-I-N. Yeah, all the names in Ireland are spelled different. Yeah. And yeah. They, they all mean John. Because they, every name means means john they just had their own language <laughs> yeah. get stolen from them Ethan, at some point Ethan, yeah Ethan. all john everything is john yeah um so yeah so we start we open in transylvania and yeah. like honestly the opening shot i was like fuck yes i'm in yeah <laughs> And there is a, a hen party. A hen party. For those of you that don't know what a hen party is, it's it's a, a, a wedding shower. It's like a stag party. Yeah, party. bachelorette party. A bachelorette party. They call it a hen party. And, I mean, I'm, I don't know enough about bachelorette parties, but at least it seems a lot of times hen parties will travel. It's like a pub crawl. Yeah. And so, like, even when we were there recently, when we were... <laughs> Early. There, there were so many hen parties in Whitechapel. Just going on. Yeah. Like, and when we were waiting, we were taking the train from London to Paris. And we got, it, it was early in the morning that we had to get to the train station. And there was crazy British hen party getting on the same train. Yeah. And like they were already like raring to go. Okay. Now let me ask you a question. We're going to get to the movie, but this, hen, is, this is important. Yeah, this is important. So when we were in Whitechapel, and we were walking around at night. We saw a few crazy hen, hen like parties. They had started early. Yeah. And they were walking around. And there's all very loud. The bride is always wearing something like a negligee. Yes. And a bridal. Like it's, you know, the hen party. Absolutely. And she'll have like a sash on and maybe on. something with a penis. Right. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. But they all look like they're straight out of the 90s. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this blew my mind. When when we were we were sitting in the train station and there was this Aspen pointed out. She's like, it's a hen party. And I was like, I'm just trying to wake up. But I looked over. <laughs> Dude, they were they were rocking like, and maybe these are coming back. But yes, the woman was the bride mm-hmm. was in like a, a white negligee with a coat because it was fucking winter. Yeah, but they were all wearing like what I called um uh like they're not Skechers, but they were like the really thick soled tennis shoes. Yeah. that like the Spice Girls wore. Right, right. <laughs> um, the ones that I saw had like the the chunky ankle strap yes. heels like the 90s and like they all were wearing like either baby doll dresses yes, or whatever totally and the hair i mean everything so everything. much and hair i'm, I'm kind of like and so much makeup yeah i'm like is, is there a certain demographic in in london 
or just England in general that is still in the 90s? I don't know. Or is it like when you do a hen party, you revert to the 90s? I have no idea. Anyway. Any anyway. British friends out there, let us know. Please let us know. All that said, these women. It's great. They, I'm yeah, not they judging. were ready to have a good time. And yeah. I was like, dude, if you can go to Paris for your party, great. When we were, okay, we'll get back to this. When we were flying from London to Spain and we went to Gatwick Airport, which is not like Love Field, it is no. like Thunderdome. Yeah. Yeah, and um, far from Heathrow. Yes, yeah, super far from Heathrow. Good Lord. Um, there, th- That's where we saw the stag parties. Oh, shit. And they were all dressed, like there was one guy dressed up as like a sexy Yoshi or something <laughs> at Gatwick Airport. It was, and then another one dressed like a rooster. Oh my, Get it? yeah. Cock. Wow. It's a metaphorical it's rooster. It's a metaphor. They were on their way to Ibiza, I'm sure. Oh, man. Um, well, be safe out there, Londoners. Yeah. Uh, so this hen party, they've gone to Transylvania. We will For learn some la- reason. We'll learn later. There's one line uh, because flights were cheap. Flights were cheap. <laughs> yeah, great, sure. And this is an Irish hen party. They've they've right. come from Dublin, and it. I mean, the first thing it's like says like Castle Dracula, right? Uh-huh. And you have like a shot of Castle Dracula, and you see a woman running like the bride, and you think first she's being chased, but it's just like she's fucking loaded. She's loaded. She's hammered. Yeah, and they're like, you know, they're they're having a time in in Transylvania. What I, what I love is that is it okay? Please correct me if I'm wrong, but what I love is that it's actually the Dracula Castle Museum yes. in Ireland. Yes, yeah, I looked <laughs> that up. Yeah, and this has like been a thing. Oh yeah, and so you because of Bram Stoker. Yeah, yeah. yes, uh, Irish good Irishman, um, yeah. and uh, not English. Don't claim him. Uh, yeah, and so it's this amazing shot of what is obviously a fake or faux like yeah. castle, I, which is it, I'm fine with. I like, mean, and from Jump, yes, you know, this is what this movie yes, is going which is to be. Fantastic. Yeah, and then. Honestly, very quickly after that, she like gets separated from her group because she's like stumbling mm-hmm. through the streets of Transylvania. Uh, and like a dude comes out of the shadows who is obviously a vampire. Yeah, a Dracula. <laughs> it's a Dracula. And he bites her. Yeah. And that's like the, the mm-hmm. you know, pre-credits opening. And then we cut to Dublin. Right. And Deco. Is that a club? <laughs> He's at a club. Fucking Deco. The fact that his name is Deco. His, just... And it's, I, I can't remember what it's short for, but no. that's, everybody calls him Deco. Everybody calls him Deco. And he, like, he's such a Deco. Absolutely. <laughs> and I guess we should say up front, and like, I think we have joked about this in the past with like, uh, you know, uh, My Bloody Valentine and mm-hmm. some things. Like, we'll say like, you can tell when Canadian filmmakers never thought their movie was going to make it to America. Right. Because they don't like pull their accents back at all oh no like they sound different than us y'all they do uh these motherfuckers have no they don't give a shit about if if america understands their english because these are honestly maybe the thickest dublin accents i have ever heard on film i I had to really pay attention like it the only time I've heard anything close is when you have an Irishman almost poking fun at that mm-hmm, dialect mm-hmm. for a comedic effect. This is just, this is how they talk in the movie. Right. Um, like they don't fuck and nor should they care. It's their fucking movie, yeah. but it's like, oh yeah, you gotta, you gotta pay attention. You gotta pay attention. Or like the young people do, I guess, watch everything with subtitles. subtitles. Yeah. Uh, you know, <clears throat> because someone's feelings might be, be hurt, hurt if you don't have, if you the, don't subtitles have the subtitles on. on. 
But if you pay attention, you can understand them. And also, their accents are such a huge part of this movie. Like, some of this stuff is yeah. hilarious because... Because of their accent. Yeah, and their slang and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so De- Deco goes to a club, right? Right. And he's wasted, Absolutely. of course. Um, and he gets bitten. It's so funny, though, because he goes into the bathroom <laughs> and she happens to be, you know... On the prowl. Yeah. Because yeah. now they're back from Transylvania. Yeah, they're, the and, hen party has returned. And they're all vampires. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they're going to turn they're gonna, everyone yeah. in Dublin into a vampire. And the bride follows follows him into yeah. the bathroom. Because Deco's a prime target. Yeah. Right. And oh my, he's just, I have to describe him. He's just wearing the classic tracksuit. Yes. He's wearing a tracksuit with the chains and he's got like a little mustache. Uh-huh. It's ridiculous. It's fantastic. And, and he's really he's good. He's really good. And he's she, kind of the anchor of the right. movie. She follows him in and he's like, hey, you're not in the, this is, this isn't the men's. This isn't the men's. And she's like, ah, and pushes him into the, stall uh-huh. and basically yeah just turns him turns him and so then we see deco in the morning stumbling through dublin with like a broken uh fucking umbrella trying to protect himself from the sun uh-huh. like he almost gets hit by a cab which will actually be important right um and he stumbles to his home his mom's house yeah his mom's house and we learn very quickly that I guess years ago, yeah, it's been a while. Her, his mother kicked him out of the house because he's a loser. He was, and he was stealing from his mother to support his drug habit, right? And she will not. She doesn't see him, but the little brother Matt, who's like I said, I think probably in his twenties, yeah, right? and he works at a grocery store. Or yeah, something. he sees Deco outside, um, and basically, you know goes against his mother. His mother goes to work or whatever, mm-hmm. and he goes against his mother's wishes and lets he invites. Yeah, he lets the, he lets the wrong, wrong one, one in. in. Yeah, he invites cuz that rule exists yeah, in this Yeah, and world. the mom hasn't left yet for work. Oh, that's right. <laughs> because that was that fucking whole comic scene. genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, he lets Deco in. The <laughs> And he's like, I mean, at first, Matt doesn't know what the hell is happening. Right. Because he just looks sick. Yeah. And, and Matt's like, you're high. Yeah. You're stoned. You're, you're doing it again. You're doing it again. Mom's going to be mad. And he's, you know, Deco's trying to explain, no, no, no. I like, I can't even, I can't even attempt to say it the way they say no, it. No, it's impossible. It's impossible. But basically, he's like, look, I was bit- I was bitten. I was bitten. Look at my neck. Yeah. And Matt starts thinking, oh, shit. I yeah. think Matt starts putting it together pretty Yeah, quickly. because he also doesn't want to eat the sausage rashers that are right. like his favorite food. And he right. like throws them away. And Matt's like, what's going what's on? What's going on? And what I love about it is that there's no, on the part of Matt, right? There's no kind of like uh, doubt. No. It's like, just accept it. Accept it. Like we know about this. And you get one little hint. He's like, because at some point Matt's like, you have to get the fuck out of here. Like, what's going on? You got to get out of here. And and he's like, you, Deco's like, you owe me. Mm-hmm. And we see a flashback. It's like a clip. You don't know exactly what happened, but you immediately get the sense that it is partially Matt's fault. That Deco was, that Deco thrown, was out. thrown out of the house. Right. And so Matt is dealing with this guilt that he has, you know, thrown, led to his older brother's demise. I also love that it's so clear that these two brothers love each other. Yeah, from the get-go. From the get-go. 
And in that scene, like you already know, like it's already wacky, right? Like it's, and it's already low budget and it leans into it. And then in that scene, when the mom finally goes, cause there's like this whole cat and mouse thing of him trying to hide and like the sunlight's burning him. The sunlight's burning him. And like, she's like, where's that smoke coming from? And he's like, it's from your cigarette and all that stuff. But then when she leaves, there's like a moment where they're talking and Matt, uh, sorry, Deco just lets out like vomits a, an ocean of blood. Right. <laughs> like, he did, like Matt thinks that he's just going to be sick. Yeah. And he just kind of like, and like just streams like yeah. oceans, oceans of blood. Yeah. Spraying out of a fucking hose. And like, then you're like, I know exactly what this movie yeah. is. And it's not. I mean, the effect is clearly low budget. Yeah. But also it works. It works. And this, I think, you know, not to like, this is what I loved almost the entire time about this movie Mm -hmm. is that it, I mean, it's a good story, all of this stuff, and we'll talk about it, but like it embraces the low budgetness of it in a way that like reminded me of early Sam Raimi. Right. um, Or early, early Peter Jackson. Mm -hmm. Like before Peter Jackson came to America and got like American dollars. Right. And he was like, Making some shit in, mm-hmm. I don't know, one of the two cities in New Zealand. Right. Sorry, New Zealand. I'm kidding. I love you. But, uh, you know, when he was like, no, no, we're go- we're not going to hide this. No, we're going to lean into we're it. We're going to lean into it. And we're going to go so over the top because like the stream of blood stops and you're like, oh my God, that was a lot. Beat starts again. Starts again. Like, and it does it, it like it happens a few oh, times. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie <laughs> The rest of the movie, Matt is just walking around covered, covered in, blood. in blood. And the house is just covered in blood. And it's not even, we're like, not even going to clean it. We're not going to clean it. He's not going to go get changed. Also, we, we only ha- can afford one costume. Yeah, come on. And one setup. We don't have multiples. We don't have multiples. Love it. Okay. So, and Matt, like, yeah, you're, you're right. He like, okay, fuck it, dude. You're a vampire. And so Matt runs to his bedroom, which is like still the bedroom of a young. Of a little kid. Yeah. Like with bunk beds and posters of super hot half naked women yeah. on the wall like it is a 12 year old's room right and he gets on the internet he's yeah. like well, we gotta find out yeah how we stop this and so he does some quick research of <laughs> vampires um okay so while that's happening we have also been introduced we know someone is on the hunt we know there is a Van Helsing type. Right. Who drives a cab. Right. And he's looking for vampires. Matt is like, we got to call a doctor. <laughs> and maybe a doctor can help. And so they call a doctor. They wait. There's a knock at the door. They assume it's the doctor. It is not. It is the vampire hunter who was played by who, Christy? Anthony Head. Hell fucking <laughs> yes. Rupert motherfucking Giles is back. <laughs> Still looks good. Still looks good. And is obviously playing. I mean, that's. Well, what's so hilarious is that he's clearly playing his character on Buffy. Yes. But under very different Different circumstances. circumstances. Like you learn, you learn much later. You, I mean, like you think that he has these altruistic, uh, you know, yeah, that he's trying goals. to do good and save good. the world. But it turns out that his fiance, yeah. was that bride. Like yes. that was her hen her party. hen party. And they're even like later on, they're like, "Man, you're a little long right. in the tooth to be getting married." Also, and he's mad. for no reason, which I love, and it ends up 
paying off in the end. He is obsessed with trains. Right. <laughs> There's no reason for it. He's a member of like the Welsh Train Society. Or maybe like maybe this is one of those things that is a thing and, and I, we don't understand. That's my guess. Like there's got to be some joke about Yeah, old trains. men who are obsessed with trains. And it ends up like right. later on he will be distracted by a train and it's what right. leads to his I point. read something about like a reference to train spotting there in on on the on the Google. thing yeah but i don't know i mean i didn't read it in the movie but i when i went looking for the movie there was a reference to train, train spot- spotting somewhere. but even the idea that that's a thing yeah and like what train spotting is scotland right but i mean that so like even the idea that you would just go watch trains Trains. and he has like kind of an awesome monologue where he's like the sound of the steam (laughs) it's so so ridiculous yeah and so he pretends to be a doctor Uh he has intercepted the actual doctor right he tells matt he's like you you gotta leave the room you know i need what he's like parent uh parent patient uh doctor privacy or whatever right so Matt leaves, he acts like a doctor, tells Deco to close his eyes and breathe in, and then he reaches into his like doctor bag, doctor bag and pulls out a fucking wooden stake. Right. And is about to kill Deco, Deco. when Matt kind of comes back in the room and intervenes, right? Yeah. And they there's like a huge fight, and the way they do the fights is fucking awesome. It's just that old school kind of like maybe speed up the frames yes. just a little bit. Yeah, and they they do a thing where you know because vampires have no reflection mm-hmm. in Bram Stoker it's rules. It's brilliant that for a huge for a significant part of the first fight, it's shot in the mirror, so that it, you just see Matt. You just yeah. see Matt like fighting and, or Anthony Head or Anthony uh, Head fighting with nothing, nothing, and it's yeah. genius. And then they'll like uh, another thing that I love. You don't see him fall down the stairs because you can't pay a stunt man to do right. that. So you have a sound, and then he's at the bottom of the stairs, right? <laughs> like, and you're like, I know what happened. I know what happened. And like, I loved all of those tricks that mm-hmm. they did. And so after this huge fight, they end up. Matt ends up tying up Anthony. <laughs> I can't remember Giles. his name. Is Rupert. Yeah, yeah uh, Henry. Henry. Henry is his name, of course. But, he, but he's dressed he's like he's dressed like Rupert Giles. Yes, that's right. And if and, you're English, your name has to be Henry, right? Right. And he's and they even make a point of like him being British. Oh yeah. They're Look, like, fuck you. Fuck, come on, man. <laughs> like, I mean, we kind of all get along now, but that shit's never gonna go away. Right. Um, and uh, so they he tie Matt ties up Henry and ties up Deco. And so for a large part of this movie, which I also think was really smart because I think this is how they got Anthony Head for a limited amount of time. Right. Um, he is alone in a chair. Yeah. Usually just opposite one other person, mm-hmm. which to me is, okay, hey, we Rupert, will you come do this for a few days? Yeah. And I think they were able to probably shoot him out pretty yeah. quick, which mm-hmm. is brilliant. Yeah. And he's awesome because he's fucking awesome. Like he knows what he's doing. Yes. He knows exactly what he's, he's even dressed like Rupert yeah. Childs and he knows exactly, it's so great because he is parodying himself yeah and And he does it so well perfectly and he is the reason i said it's important earlier that that deck almost got hit by a cab henry is a cab driver and he the other cab drivers in dublin believe him and he's told them dude we're being taken over by vampires right if you see a vampire let me know right and so they're like his communication network and really dublin is being taken up this hen party has, has come back from Transylvania <laughs> yeah. and has has 
turned a lot of people into vampires. Yeah, and also, meanwhile, they're opening a dance club. <laughs> right. <laughs> the vampire women. The vampire co- coven of women are opening, opening this dance club. And that also... Is that a real club? No, no, no. It's not a real club. It also takes place inside the Dracula yeah, awesome. Museum. Because the dance club's theme is clearly like... Vampires. Vampires. Right. Which I read and I, I was like, that makes sense. They apparently was like inspired by the original Blade movie. Oh, yeah. Which is like all takes place at a dance club. Right. Techno club. Um, remember? Do you remember the moment when the sprinkler systems come on? Hell and yeah. Blood? You're like, what? Fucking Steven Dorff out yeah. there. Um, I love the Blade movies. I do too. Especially three, which Del Toro made. Yeah. And you're like, oh, right. Yeah. That guy's really good at <laughs> he movies. Knows, he knows what he's doing. Um, so yeah, they're this, I mean, we're jumping around, but like the club is important because they're going to have their big opening night. Right. They're going to get a whole, a bunch, whole of bunch of people to come and they're going to convert a huge part of Dublin to into vampires. Yeah. Into vampires. So that's going on. Rupert Head is now, Henry is now tied up. Deco is tied up. One of the rules that Henry throws out is that if you stop, which is like, you know, you got to make up whatever. You have to set up your rules for the vampires, right? Right. Deco hasn't fed yet on human blood. Oh, that's right. That's right. And so if you stop him from feeding on human blood, you can stop. He says you can stop the the conversion, Uh right? Um, Oh, fuck. And then it won't. That makes sense. Yeah, sure. At one point, as a joke or as like to be a dick because Deco and him were fighting, Henry's like, what you can do is remove his fangs. Oh, my God. God. And that scene was fucking brutal. But then the fang the comes, comes back. In, 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 the fangs grow back, but the fang that he removed comes into play yes, later. later in such a ridiculous, ridiculous fashion. Way. Yeah, it falls out on the floor. That scene, it, when they, man, when they lean into the gore, they go hard. They do. Like they're a couple, you know where they spent their money yeah. on, on their gore budget. And like the tooth scene, the scene where the bone comes out of like, oh. There is some legit gore. Yeah. And then there is also Cor- corny, corny gore. Yeah, yeah. Purposefully. Yeah. So it is, it walks the line. I think it does it brilliantly. Um, I'm trying to think, Oh yeah. Then also fucking Natalie, dude. Yes. <laughs> Deco has this girlfriend named Natalie. One of the best montages I've ever seen is a series of phone calls from Natalie getting progressively angry, angrier slash worried slash angrier. Right. Like, where and, the fuck are you? If you're cheating on me, I'll fucking kill you to like, right. I'm just so worried about you. Where are you? Like, right. You motherfucker. It's yeah. so good. She's like, at one point, Aspen was like, I am afraid of Irish girls. Yeah, man. And I'm like, I think it's just like the Dublin girls. Yeah. Don't piss them off. Don't piss them off. And she's so perfect because when she finally gets involved in the story. She shows up at the house. She shows up at the house and they let her in. Yeah. Um, and Deco confesses to her yeah. and he says, listen, I, I'm not cheating on you, but I got turned into a vampire uh-huh. and you think, you think she's going to react one way. And she's like, really? Turn me. Yeah. Come on. Immediately. Immediately. She's like, make me a vampire. She's like, I, and then she makes a twilight reference. She's like, I'm team. Oh fuck. I can't. Remember. Team. Jo- the other one. Yeah. Not Edward. 
Yeah. It was the werewolf one, right? Sure. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. She makes a reference and it works. Totally. And she's, she, I looked at, man, this is her first movie. Like she wants to be turned into a vampire yeah. so bad from jump. Yeah. Immediately. No, no there's questions. No, there's no like, you're lying. There's no, it's like, oh, clearly you are a vampire. And it's like, it's so cool because that is clearly, I, I mean, I can only liken it and maybe I'm being inappropriate here or whatever. I can only liken it to like aggressive Mexican girls. Sure. <laughs> Who would immediately be like, oh yeah, yeah. I choose being a vampire. I was like, yes. oh my God, she reminds me of the aggressive Mexican Look, girls from back home. This is just like, man, I was in the, sh- I was in the, sh- I was on the streets of Vegas. This is a random story. And wow. there, years ago when Aspen and I went to Vegas and there was an Italian woman yelling at her boyfriend in front of us. And I was like, she's going to murder him. Yeah. No, she's just talking to <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah. You're just like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like the Catholicism strain will always come back when we talk, but like, don't fuck with these ladies. Yeah, don't. But I do love that she's like, she doesn't question it at all. And he's like, no, he has the like, which I think is very Twilight. Like, I can't turn you or even Dracula, right? right. In, the, in the movie. Yes. Like, it's you not don't right. You know what you're And asking. she's like, come on, man. Fuck. And so he does. And then they have incredible sex. Yeah. <laughs> incredible vampire You can hear sex. it. Yeah. It's so good. It's hilarious. Um... He does end up feeding, we should mm-hmm. say, because there's this other dude who lives next door. Oh my god. That Deco owes money to. Right. And seems like at some point he was a petty criminal, right? Right. He is a little sketchy and it might be that he I don't know if he borrowed money from what's his name? I can't remember. He borrowed money from him to buy drugs or he bought drugs yeah. from this guy. Anyway, he's real sketchy. Yeah, and he's like even tells Matt, he's like, if you see your brother, like, tell him I'm going to fucking kill him. Right. And they end up, the two of them end up brawling. Like, it's a crazy fucking fight. And that's where, like, the bone comes. That's, like, yeah. a really gory fight. And then Deco kills him. Yeah. And drains him. And so he he's a full-on vampire now. Um, meanwhile, Natalie figures out vampire powers a lot faster than Deco does. Right. She's wearing like that robe after they fuck. Uh-huh. And she figures out if she flaps the robe, she can turn, she into, can a turn bat. into a bat. <laughs> it's, oh my God. It's so funny. Like, <laughs> and it's because they have to get away or they have to do something. And, and see, here's the thing. It's like a lot of the language in their Dublin accent. I'm going, I don't even know what's happening. No, it's great. It's great. And she starts flapping a robe and turns into a bat yeah. and flies away. They're, they're, uh, like, cause they, they, the mom's coming home. Oh shit. That's right. The mother ends up getting kidnapped by the other hen party right. vampires because they're going to have, um, they know that's where Henry is. Like there's a whole right. thing going on, Yeah, but they're going to have a human auction at that's right. The and they're, they're going to auction the off club. the mom. Yeah. And it's like, I, I think it plays on all these like Irish tropes. Sure. Some like, of which I'm not familiar with. But it's like, don't fuck with the mom. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Do and, not fuck and with and my so mom. And so once the mom gets kidnapped, Matt is like, dude. Yeah. And Deco's like, okay. Yeah. So you have two brothers, one human, one vampire going to go save their They're, mom. Their mom. But in the meantime, Henry has... There's been an awesome, ridiculous training montage where Henry trains Matt to be a vampire. Oh, that's killer. right, and he's he's showing him how to how to throw the the, the stakes. stakes. It uh, is like it is honestly, it's lots of gold, and you can tell, like you can just tell that they had him for that one day. Yeah, 
and they shot in this one house, like uh-huh. someone's house. Yeah, they either rented said, yeah. a house or, or someone had a, house. had a house. Yeah, and they're just like in the tiny backyard. Yes, just the, shooting stuff. The garden. The garden. The garden. Oh yeah, the yeah. Garden. Uh, garden. Yeah, just shoot. I mean, it's great, and it is also I thought was like. As much as there's like Peter, old Peter Jackson in this movie, old Sam Raimi, there's also like Simon Pe. Simon Pe. There's oh, so yeah. and much. Nick Frost. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You you can tell a lot of this is inspired from Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. And if you and I just again we talked about it that night. It's so but not a ripoff. No, and it's like if you love Shaun of the Dead, which they clearly do, as do I. Yeah. But you accept fully that you do not have Shaun of the Dead money. Shaun of the Dead money. You find ways to use inspiration from it to homage. I mean, right. homage some direct homages on your budget. Right. And you don't pretend. You do yeah. smart, clever shit. It's like when we talked. I mean, I know it's a different subject, but like when we talked about missing doing theater with like what John calls like just doing theater with duct tape. Yeah. You know, like fuck it. You figure out a way. And I thought these guys uh figured it figured out. Figured it out. That montage is fucking hilarious. It's so funny. And like, yeah, just it's just dumb physical comedy, but it's great. Yeah. Uh but then while that's going on, eventually the 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 Henry's fiance shows up and you think they're just gonna brawl, but then they end up having like a real couple argument. Yeah. Where she's like, You never really loved me. <laughs> Yeah. See, but here's the thing. It's like these little things happen and it's it those are the homages to me like the Shaun of the Dead where it's like these are people with actual problems uh-huh. and there just happens to be vampires also. Yes. Right? Yeah, that's just a part of that's it. That's just a part of it. And it's also I'm sorry, it's also like the metaphor for the drug addiction, yes. you know? And which I think vampirism has been oh, for a long time yeah, handled in different ways. Yeah, but yeah and this, she's so great. The the oh, the, dude. the woman who plays the she's the, fantastic. The vampire. And I looked fiance. it up. She she has like a like really strong television career over That's there. That's the other thing. The kid who played Matt. Uh huh. Um, because he's the straight man. Yeah. I mean, him and Deco. Deco is absolutely the clown. Oh, yeah. and Matt, Matt's Matt, the straight guy. Surrounded by fucking chaos. Surrounded by chaos. And he is so good at just like, at one point I was like, is this guy even an actor? Like, is he even an actor or is this just a dude A dude that they found? Because he's so good at just being kind of like that dude. Yeah. I would love to see him in something more serious. Yeah. The Banshees of Inishirin. Sure. Yes. Something like that. (laughs) Totally. And I thought the same and I looked it up, like the woman who plays Natalie, mm-hmm. the girlfriend, who's, I mean, they're young, man. Yeah. They're, most of them are in their 20s, right? Maybe Deco might be in his early 30s. The, the woman who played Natalie, this is her first movie. She's so good. Yeah. Like she's, another one I was like, I don't know, man. She might just be. Maybe they do plays. Yeah, right? I'm like, we're like, they're, they're either regular people or they fucking study at Trinity and they're incredible. You know? Right. Like, they're just better than we are. Yeah. They're, they're just better. Well, but they're, you know why they're better? I mean, we haven't even, we're jumping around, but yeah. this is like what another, the- uh, it's another thing that we talk about. They're better than we are because their government supports yes. them. Yeah. Like and- in England and the I- United Kingdom and Ireland, they like, they, that is part of the industry that is and supported by the government. Ireland especially. And we talked about this a lot. If you guys, if y'all want to go back and listen to the caveat episode, yeah. which is really one of my favorite episodes, because that's a small Irish horror yeah. film, much different than this one, mm-hmm. much more serious. But the, the nation of Ireland, the Republic right. or whatever, is really small. It's a very small country. Mm-hmm. There's like 6 million people in it, I think. Yeah. That's smaller than New York. 
significantly. Just the city. For such a small country, they have made it a point to support Irish filmmakers. Right. And you had a great point when when we were talking this morning. You said like... Yeah, it's one thing to give money to say like Martin McDonough to make the Banshees of Inisherin, and I don't even know if they had to. If I'm sure they gave something, but it's Martin McDonough. But like, this isn't the fucking Banshees of Inisherin. No. However, it's worth fucking making. Right, and and it is the this film is supported by the government of, yeah. of Ireland. And so whoever does that on whatever board over there of REI, which is the mm-hmm. I think REI or RIE, I don't know, man, it's a different language. Um, said like. Oh, yeah, you want to make a balls-to-the-wall, low-budget, gory, vampire, horror, comedy, B-movie? Here, B Here's money. Here. Hey, go get fucking Rupert. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you know, the person who did that here, and John pointed this out, the person... Nobody does that here. The person who was famous for doing that here was fucking Roger Corman. Roger Corman, who yeah. Who was like, you want to make a low-budget horror movie? Uh, Steven Spielberg, 19-year-old yeah. Steven. Here, here's Coppola. Money. He gave Coppola yeah, his start. Yeah, he gave Coppola. Go make Scorsese. Dim- Dimension I mean, yeah, 13. Go make, yeah, uh, not Scorsese, but like Steven Spielberg. Like, here, give yeah. But I mean, that the, the Jonathan Demi. The difference is yeah. that's a dude using his and his company's money, which is great right. for Roger Corman and why everyone, all of those people still fucking love that man. Right. And why he's in the fucking Godfather too. Right. Because Coppola was like, Roger, come do, I, you know, as like. Come on. Yeah. As a thank you. But that's not our government fucking doing that. Right. That, that's a direct. That is somebody taking it on themselves yeah. to support young filmmakers. Yeah. And this, at least in, like we said, in Ireland, the Scandies do it. You know, caveat, there's no way that movie gets made without that help. And that's Mm-mm. a kick-ass movie. That is a kick-ass movie. Also low budget. Yeah. One location. Yeah. Three people at most. Creepy as fuck. Creepy as fuck. They also lean into their low budget. Like yeah. they, they make their low budget work Works. as creepy. Yeah. And and this is like a very different film stylistically. And a lot, of, I think a type of movie a lot of people would make fun of for getting government money. But like, th- I'm really glad it did. Yeah. This is a really fucking great horror comedy. Yeah. In, in, and I mean, I know I keep saying and it. And this but, is like, this is probably a filmmaker who's going to go on. Yes. And make other things other things with bigger budgets because the government helped them to make this one yeah and like i was talking i think i think i was talking to john the night we watched it when john and i were like hanging out outside um i i really did i had really felt like this watching a movie since like the first time i saw peter jackson's brain dead or the first time i saw evil dead 2 yeah where like it made me giddy Uh uh-huh one because it's funny Two, it's so over the top. And three, because it's like you're watching a group of people fucking find a way. Right. And like that gets me giddy. Even in my old middle-aged angry self. Yeah. Uh, Because, you know, I saw those other movies when I was a teenager. You know, I was always like, fuck yeah. Yeah. But this is like, I got excited about this movie. And it wouldn't, I can't imagine it would have happened without government support. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's so interesting that we're talking about it right now because last week we talked about the menu. Uh Uh-huh. And which is, of course, like humongous budget, beautiful Great movie. Yeah. I lo- we loved Huge it. Huge stars. But it's almost, you know, thematically talking about this kind of same thing where like when the joy is taken out of 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 what you love to do, yeah. is it worth doing? Right. And, it, it, and, and clearly for these filmmakers, that's what they're 
Yeah. It's a bunch of people that they love and they got to get. Yeah, dude. And, they, and, and yeah, and they got to get. Anthony Head. Anthony Head. And he t- he takes it, I say seriously. But that's the thing. It's yeah. like they're all, they're not sending the the craziness is around them. The chaos yeah. is around them. The, the effects are low budget um, when they're low budget and they really lean in. The acting is not low budget. No, they, that, and that. The acting is not low budget. They it, are taking it very yeah, seriously. Yeah, they're doing their job. Yeah. And they also understand the style they're working in. And Anthony Head didn't phone it in. Right. Um, he's great. He's also on Ted Lasso, by the way. He plays a villain on it and he's fan- I mean, dude, he's just, he's real good. All right. So let's, yeah. sis, um, I don't mean to, I, I, I so, love having this conversation, but Henry, let's get to the, because there's have, some good parts. Yeah. That so happen. Henry and, and the original bride have this like very straight up lover's quarrel. lover's quarrel. And then Henry gets distracted by the sound of a train. <laughs> <laughs> and when he turns the vampire, she and the brides jump on him and just tear right. him apart. They tear him apart. And so the train thing comes back in that right. last minute okay anyway this is all coming to a head no pun intended <laughs> at the club opening right deco and matt are gonna go save their mom save their mom <laughs> they they go the club is so awesome dude. yeah because it's <laughs> such like it's such the inside of a cheesy vampire yes! museum yes. It's, it's so cheesy i love it I it love reminded it. me of when i went to the salem witch museum in salem which i absolutely love that's awesome and the one vampire bride i'm just calling on that because that's yeah. clearly like what you know they are they're the, the brides thing. Is the bouncer, and she's a total, Matt is pretending to be a vampire, right? Mm-hmm. He's put in like fake fangs and uh-huh. he's wearing glasses and he slicked back his hair. And that's all he did. That's all he did. He's a vampire now. And she's the bouncer and she's being a total dick. She's like, you don't have any friends. Because he's like, I'm in here to meet my friends. She's like, you don't have any friends. And this goes on. And that woman <laughs> is a genius. Like she's in this like one or two scenes. And he gets really nervous yeah. about it. And then she's like, ah, I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. Because he has like, he has to do something. Like he pretends to do something something and he brings over the other bouncer and the other bouncer says something and he goes ah, i'm fucking with you go on in yeah it's so good um they put the mom out for auction he pretends to win the auction uh-huh. and rescues his mother yeah and then they have a huge escape like the the la- the finale of this movie is, is the escape is a, a chase through the club between the vampires him and deco um Natalie's trapped in the glove compartment right. as a bat. Uh, <laughs> and you finally get the payoff of these little flashbacks you've been having. Right. And you see that Matt, the television was stolen from the house. Right. The mother is freaking out. This is in the past. Um, yelling at Deco. Deco's like, I didn't do it, Ma. I didn't do it, Ma. And then Matt is like, yes, you did. Right. And that's what got him kicked out. out of the house. And sort of. And in- it's, it, it, it is like. Like a really kind of heart-wrenching thing because you see these two brothers, one of them who feels guilty for snitching. Yeah. Yeah. And then another one who's completely let his family down. Right. And even as Deco is helping rescue his mother, they're arguing. Yeah. And Matt finally, finally just says, like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I've had to listen to you're both wrong. 
Yeah. Like you both did this. Deco, you let us down. You sold out your family. Mom, you never gave him a chance. Like, right. It's a really Good, nice yeah. moment amidst, again, a chase scene in a vampire a theme. A cheesy vampire yeah, theme club. That looks like you got stuff at Party City right. purposefully. Right. But then to get away, they blow the fucking place up. They blow it up. <laughs> but then oh Deco, God, Deco also remembers what Nat, how Natalie turned into a into a bat uh-huh. and tries to do the same thing uh, yeah. and succeeds. Yes, but but carries Matt yeah. out of the out of the club. But he still has his head. He has his head on a on a on a vampire on a bat body. Yeah, like a badly oh like she- badly CGI'd bat body and like small deco head yeah and we are led to believe that he can carry matt and they're flying over dublin and there's like romantic like swelling music yeah and they're like i wouldn't and they're just having this conversation they're having a great time flying over dublin and he like takes him down yeah it's so good and then when they get there because the mother they've sent the mother home early they're like you got to get out we'll stop the vampires yeah they get there, the mom's there, and and it ends and she invites Deco in. And it's actually lovely. Really sweet. And uh, then we get the 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 is it post credit? Yeah. Which is so great. Like yeah. they they resolve their differences. Deco is a vampire, but he's back in the family. Yeah. And he, he And him and Natalie are together. Are together. And they make Zoom calls so they can stay connected. In, so they can stay connected. And you see him, he's like building a coffin from, from IKEA. IKEA. And it's like Kofi, H O F F I N or something. Good. And he's like, ah, oh. and like he takes out the directions, and it's like a little vamp, like yeah. a little stick figure vampire building a coffin. It's so good. Oh, it's so funny. And yeah, and it's kind of like yeah, he's a vampire, but they live happily. But they love each other. Yeah, and Natalie's happy because you're family. Yeah, and she even pops in, and she's like, oh, how's it going? I shouldn't even try to do that accent. Um, <laughs> I. I loved it. I loved it. It was a great time. I, yeah. I I don't, you know, they're not pretending this movie is something it's not. So I'm not going to pretend yeah, it's something listen, it's not. And listen, like we were, we ordered pizza. It was one of those nights we were like, let's throw something in and watch it. And yeah. when the four of us get together, there's, we usually talk through the movies yeah. or whatever, unless it's something serious. Uh, so we were expecting, I was anyway, expecting that we were going to watch something and just be kind of like hanging out watching yeah. this movie. And all four of us were way into it. Oh, yeah. All of us. I mean, Aspen loved it. Yeah. Um, John did. We all did. It was super fun. It's Let the Wrong One In, 2021, written and directed by Connor McCann. I just can't not laugh. Yeah. Connor McCann. It's like if my name was like Giuseppe Scungili. It's not. No, it's not. Should be. I get more be. work. Yeah, like my friend's name, Olivia Cinque Palmi. Yeah, that is that is Italian. She's so Italian. Five hands. Yeah. Um, that's a great name. Uh, yeah. yeah, I. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I. I just this was so watch enjoyable. It. Yeah, go watch it. Get some friends. It is so fun to watch with a group of people. Yeah, and if, um, if you do love the sort of. I mean, if you love Simon Pegg, but then if you do love that sort of old school Raimi and and Peter right. Jackson, man, I'll be honest. Like I look, I love Lord of the Rings. They're some of my favorite movies. 
I wish Peter Jackson would go back and do just this is, like. But this is what I'm telling you. This is what I'm saying, why I'm referencing our episode last time, because this is exactly what you and I are talking about, where it's like this movie, The Menu, it's beautiful. It had a huge budget. It's got stars. It's beautifully made. It's gorgeous. I love it. But it is that thing of like, okay, we're making a big budget movie. Sure. You know, and all of the baggage and all of the stuff that goes, goes with that. With that, instead of just going, we're going to fucking make a movie, and yeah. however it's going to happen, it's going to happen, and I'm going to do it with my friends, and it's like still has joy. Yeah, and like it's like the Hobbit movies, I were terrible, and like I, I look, I'm not, I don't fully, I can't even fully understand what it is to have these guys. These, I mean, Peter Jackson is the biggest director, one of the biggest directors in the world, so I don't even know if he can go back mm -hmm. if he wanted i even said and this is different because i still think he's hitting on all cylinders but like i wish del toro would just go make a movie in spanish again yeah me too because his spanish language movies are better they're so beautiful and that's not to say he hasn't made some great stuff in english mm -hmm. but his spanish language movies are better yeah i'm they just are they're gorgeous and I, look this is i don't know i don't want to get in any trouble but to me like his visual Thing matches the romantic languages better than it matches English, a Germanic language. Like yeah. it's there is a lyricism to it's the like, romance yeah. languages. It's like we're like, on this right now. Like it, it's like like Lorca. Dude. You know, it's like when you go watch, you go watch. Every time I go see a blood wedding, uh, it breaks my heart because if you don't get that, if you don't translate it, and if you don't understand the lyricism of Spanish, if you don't, if if you're just doing a straight translation, it's, of, it's not. It's it never going to make sense. The fucking moon is a character. Yeah, you know, and and, and I, it's just <laughs> and it's it again. That's not to me. There's something visual, like there is a lyricism to Del Toro's visuals mm -hmm. that match the lyricism of. Spanish, right, and the other romantic languages. Mm -hmm. That's not. I'm not saying like you can't be lyrical in English. I'm pretty sure no, the Elizabethans did no, it fine, but, but it's different. It's different because the Scandinavians, their language is very stark. Yes, and it matches yes. their sensibility. It matches it. I, I'm telling you, man, it's warm and cold. It is. It, it is warm and and cold. cold. Yeah, and the the cold country movies, uh -huh. right are very stark in language, are very stark in setting, but the sensibility, like, it matches. Matches, yeah. I mean, and, like, even if you want to, man, now we're just getting into, like, vocal shit. Like, there's, that's, there are speech people who are a lot smarter than I am who, you know, argue that is why Southern accents generally are so much more, like, languid mm -hmm. because you live in a warm climate. Right. And as you get further north, things get ch more chopped. Yeah, and anyway, that's a, a long way to go. Like you've heard my theory about colonialism. Yes, <laughs> the cold country people went and took the warm. Yeah, country. they were like, it's too cold here. Yeah. Uh, all that is a long way to say. I hope Peter Jackson and Guillermo del Toro go back and make low budget movies. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Speaking of which, not they don't need the money, Chris. They don't need the money. You know, and here, like I wish. Well, I don't know. We should this save this for this is a topic a, a, for another time. Topic for another day. But like, and I know that it's controversial to like Woody Allen, but like, and Woody Allen is by no means making the same kind of movies that he was in the seventies and in the eighties. But he had developed kind of a core company that he worked yes. with, and he still works with um, his uh, Dante. Um, I can't remember. Um, I don't know, like his DP and and, and yeah, everybody. and he, he worked and when he was alive. He worked with Santo Laquasto forever. Right, and, right, yeah. right. And uh, is Woody Allen dead? 
No, when Sa- I think Santa Lacosta. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was maybe, alive, maybe. No, anyway. he's yeah. Anyway, when he was alive, he Santa Lacosta was like his DP. Yeah. Um, maybe he's dead. I don't know. know. Anyway, Anyway. what I'm saying is that he kind of had that formula, right? Where he made these movies in New York Uh and the New York Film Commission helped him a lot and allowed him to, not that he didn't have stars, but these all, these movies were not super huge budget. No. And he shot pretty quickly. And he shot pretty quickly. And it's that kind of vibe, yeah. you know. Anyway, yeah. And Hannah I mean, and her sisters is not let the wrong one in. I'm not. Yeah, saying no. That, but I mean, it, it, and just I guess to wrap it up, it's like I don't know. Hey, America, support support fucking artists. Man. Support God damn filmmakers. It, man. Do something. Do yeah. something. We have build one less plane. Yeah, build one less plane. God build damn. one less AR-15. Yeah, and like give some money to some fucking twenty-something artist and right. let them. Figure some shit out. Right. Okay. <laughs> Let the wrong one in. Let the wrong one in. Yeah. It's great. Um, it's great. Go watch it. Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about next no. time. We'll find something. something maybe maybe we will finally get to watch Wakewood. Uh, I love this movie so much. Go watch Wakewood. It's got uh, Aiden Gillen in it, who's Littlefinger. And oh, I yeah. From so Game of Thrones. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's stuff out there. I still got to see Megan. There's a lot of shit oh, I haven't seen. I was going to say, I've, I've found. I didn't even know this movie existed. It's the the Coppola movie with Kilmer and Elle Fanning that was like from 2012 called Betwixt. Betwixt. Anyway, I'll find it. And okay. it's like this. I saw the trailer for it yesterday because it's finally available for streaming. Okay. And it's really, really looks weird. weird. And it looks like Coppola going back. To like his Dracula roots. Going back to his Dracula roots and experimenting with some camera shit. Oh, okay. So maybe we'll do that. All right. Yeah. All right. All right, y'all. See you soon. See you soon. Bye.